With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, Thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator, Sister Helena Thompson, our Minister of Music. Pastor Milson will offer the altar prayer, and she will also deliver the preached word today. Sister Greta, Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship. Today, as it is the first Saturday of the month, we will be offering the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion. So sometime before we arrive at that point in the service, please gather your elements of a piece of bread or cracker and water, juice, or if you have a host with a juice, um, that's that will be easier. Gather that. Pastor Millicent will offer Holy Communion today. And finally, Pastors Terrence and Pam Wilson will offer final remarks and the benediction. Okay. I just got a notice that uh, Cheryl Miller Harvey will offer the altar prayer today in lieu of Pastor Nelson. We ask all of you to pray in your daily prayers for Refuge from the Storm church members, the worldwide church, our families and friends, PIs, or as I like to call them, treasured people around the world, and advocacy and activist groups. Pray for the loved ones of those who have died from targeting, those who have died from the coronaviruses and other catastrophic illnesses. Also pray that all government officials be moved by the Holy Spirit to discern the will of God and to do it and not do their will. Pray for world peace. Pray for all refugees, particularly those from Ukraine. Pray for the Russian people suffering under their dictatorial regime. Pray 
for the Russians to retreat from Ukraine. Pray. Pray for all people suffering in the world. Thank you for your attention. Now I will sing the praise and worship song. After that, I will leave you uh, through the rest of the worship service. As a friendly reminder, please mute your phone if there's any background noise where you are by pressing star six. Also, uh, Pastor Milson will offer final remarks and a benediction. Good evening to some and good afternoon to others. I also thank God for a mother's love. It's with great joy that I welcome you, as has always already been done by Elder Carolyn Cunningham, to our church service this evening. I give thanks and praise to God, our Father, for each of you that are with us today. I also thank you for your presence on this another Saturday before the celebration of Mother's Day. To each of you who are mothers, stepmothers, surrogate mothers, godmothers, or mothers in love, we wish you an early happy Mother's Day and a great big God bless you for the seeds you have sown in the life of a child who was entrusted in your care. Now, I don't take it lightly that you have chosen to join us today, and for that I am most grateful. It's a pleasure to acknowledge the ministry team and all who participate in the services each week. Elder Carolyn read off those who are participating in our service today. Thanks to each of you for the part that you play and are playing. Please be aware to those of you who are with us that we would like you to mute yourselves during the service for noise control. And it looks like everyone is, and so that's good. We are, though, prepared to mute and unmute as necessary to maintain the reverence of the service. Now, to God be the glory, we live all across these United States from California to Maryland, from Ohio to Texas, from Delaware to Washington State, Tennessee, and even Canada joins us today. All services each week are accomplished as we work together by God's grace through Zoom and through a conference call. Our scripture for today is coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 15. And I'll be reading in your hearing verses 21 through 28. And it reads, Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, 
Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. Let us pray. God of the heaven and the earth, Lord, we gather this afternoon to give you praise and glory and honor. We come together, Father, to lift up Jesus who promised in his word that if he be lifted up, he would draw all men unto him. And so, God, we come together with the expectation that as we lift up Jesus, as we magnify him in our eyes and in your earth, that he will draw men, women, boys, and girls to himself. We pray, God, today that you would bless this word, Father, that you would anoint me all the more, O oh God, with your spirit to share your word, O oh God, that your people might be encouraged that you really love us. I pray, God, today in the name of Jesus, that you, God, by your power and by your might, would anoint every person that is on the call this day. Fill us, God, afresh and anew, that when we leave this place, O oh God, we will know that we have been with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So the title of the message this afternoon is just one more time. Sometimes we start off on a project and we try and we try and we try to get it completed and it seems like something keeps coming up. Nothing goes right. Every time we try it, it just won't work. And so we get tired and frustrated, but then come back and say, well, I'm going to try it just one more time. Have you ever walked up to a door, you had your hands full and you were tired from your trip and you had your key in your hand with all the packages and you were trying to get the key in the in the keyhole so that you could turn the knob to open the door and you just couldn't seem to get the key in the hole, especially when it's just dust dark and you can't, you don't have a light on and you can't really see. And again, in all of your frustration and your anguish, you just say, I'll try it just one more time. Or when you're trying to call your favorite friend, you just want to talk. You just need somebody to share with, to communicate with, and you want to hear the voice of someone who is who is friendly with you and who you know love and accept you as you are and the line is busy of all things the line is busy and you try it you go and you do something you come back and the line's still busy you go and you come back and the line is still busy and you go again and you say I'm gonna try this number just one more time and that time the friend answers it was worth the try well, those are simple things in our life, things that tend to mean very little to anybody but you because you're trying to accomplish something and there's a roadblock, a, a barrier that stops you from making it the first time. But I thought I would look at 
other things that what was uh, what was reported and news that had been documented about mothers who had done for their children things that in spite of danger they came through and I was quite surprised at some of the amazing feats that parents, mothers in particular, tried for their children. One mother jumped from a burning building to save her 18-month-old baby who was in her arms. Another mom threw herself under the wheels of a rolling car to save the lives of her two twin girls who were inside the car. On and on were stories of one mother who fought off a polar bear of all things. Another mother wrestled her child away from a shark's mouth and still another beat a crocodile to save her child. One newscast reported that a mom goes over a cliff to save her son. It's not surprising to hear in the news the courageous actions that a mother will take to save her child. As I lovingly remember my mother today, who moved to heaven last year, as did the precious mother of Elder Carolyn, I remember my mother praying for me to make it through the night after the targeting began. You see, it was set up that everyone in the county could hear what I was going through and still can. And that meant my mother could hear all the horrible things of were being done to me night after night after night and mother would lay in bed on her face before the Lord praying and praying and begging God to keep me and to keep my life through the night I walked in one day and mother looked at me and she says I was just laying on the bed all morning long crying out to God one of our good family friends told mother she sent her a tape one time and the name of that tape was Wailing Women Win. My mother would hand me a check some days to give, to give me money for gas or food after I was no longer allowed to work to earn a living. And that period of time went on for seven years despite orders to not help me. She encouraged my siblings to help me and to this day they would if necessary as my mother's punishment for loving me began to take the they, the perpetrators began to take the clarity of her thoughts away from her but I would say to mother all the way up until she until she moved away to heaven I would say, I love you, mother. And my mom would reply, I love you more. Marvelous is just the best word that I can think of to describe a mother's love. In the Bible, Hagar is considered to have been a heroic mother who carried out, cried out to God to save her son. The boy would have died of thirst if God had not intervened. And God led them to water. Another mother sent for the prophet when her only son died suddenly. When asked by the neighbors how things were at home, the Shunammite woman replied, It is well. 
This was her confession of faith in the power of God and the prophet to bring her son back to life. For actually, her son lay on a bed, having dropped dead as it seemed from a sunstroke. But the Shunammite woman was still speaking life as she declared it as well. She was not focusing on the problem. She was depending on the power of God. In today's text, we hear about a mother who, though she was not of the chosen family, approached Jesus to deliver her child. The story of the Syrophoenician woman is reported in two of the four Gospels, Matthew and Mark. In both Gospels, this story follows an incident between Jesus and the Pharisees over eating with unwashed hands. The Pharisees had accused Jesus of not following the tradition of the elders. Notice I said the tradition. Jesus was not alarmed by the tradition of men, for he was about to really break the rules. Jesus' concern was doing the will of the Father. Jesus encounters the Canaanite woman, also called the Seraphonician woman, after he entered into the region of Tyre and Sidon. Tyre today is called Lebanon and was a mainly a, a Gentile region with a long unhappy history with Israel. It was the home of Jezebel. You all remember Jezebel who chased off our prophet Elijah? She was from Tyre. The people of Tyre were typically considered an enemy of Israel. Sidon was the third largest city in Lebanon and located north of Tyre. Mark calls the woman a Greek or a Gentile, a Seraphonician by birth. Matthew simply states that she was a Canaanite. This term Canaanite is used only in the New Testament, but that's not true because we also heard of the people from Canaan in the Old. Both descriptions pointed to the fact, though, that she was a pagan. It becomes clear that she is not a Jew and can be counted as an enemy. In any event, this woman is said to be the only woman in the Bible who got Jesus to reverse his decision in order that her request might be granted. This is known as, as a pivotal story because this woman reverses the tradition of receiving the blessing because she was not from a tribe of Israel. She was further marginalized by being a woman in a patriarchal society who should not have been approaching a man in public at all. Our focus today will be on the fact that in spite of the odds and what she went through, she did not give up. The pericope discloses three requests made by the woman and three reactions from Jesus. Two of them were unfavorable. The last request was met with a favorable answer and recognition of the faith of a Gentile woman in a Christian environment. If you have been a mother or a child of an assertive mother, one thing you have found out is when it comes to the urgent need of your child, no is not an acceptable answer. 
The problem for this mother was a demon-possessed daughter. For someone today, it could have been a premature birth, a child who has been diagnosed with a life-threatening disease. Perhaps it was a gunshot wound that puts a loved one's life in danger or a traffic accident that has the child laying in a hospital emergency room about to be airlifted to a level one trauma center. Drugs or alcohol addiction are mistakenly thought to be caused by demons today. And sometimes the monstrous urge really is an electronic demon. Any reason could cause you to become like the Gentile mother. When there is a problem and the only one who can solve it is of another race or culture or nationality, any mother will walk, crawl, or beg a ride to get to the person who can save her child's life. I know that many, if not most of all of you today, have family members who is currently being manipulated by the evil that threatens to take over the world. Man has added his energy to the idea of pitting mother against daughter and son against father. But rest assured that God is aware of it all. Others of you may have had loving mothers and family members who were like a mother to you who have moved up to heaven like my mother, but I've been assured that those prayers prayed while they were in the earth are still active in our lives today. So we have this woman from Canaan pleading with Jesus by saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, King David's son. For my daughter has a demon within her and it torments her constantly. Do you realize that any of us could say the same thing to Jesus today? Though we don't have a demon spirit, we have the harassment and torment that comes from those who have made their temples available to the influence of demons. There are those of us who have to deal with fake ghosts and other gaslighting activities that are produced by the misuse of military developed weapons and all manner of mischief that can be produced by electromagnetic energy. Boys and girls are being tortured in their beds at night, and the culprit is called insomnia or a demon. The military called their imps demons too. I was really, really surprised to hear that statement coming from a... She was a... My goodness. Plastic surgeon. I went to see a plastic surgeon about having a chip or some chips removed from my body. She turned out to be, have gotten her, her medical degree while a member of the Air Force, actually. And she said to me, when I was in the, in the military, we were told to take uh, sides. We were given choices to take sides. Some became angels. Some became Satanists. Some became Luciferians. She said, I became a Luciferian. But she told me that my perpetrator became a Satanist. And so he had no chance of salvation. What I do know is that what we're calling demons today 
And we have to be so very careful about demonizing people because they are under the influence of mind control technology. And the men who is operating the technology have often given themselves to demons. I read about a story of one guy who said once he found out what that program was about, and he realized that he was getting farther and farther back into the dark. And the fear came upon him that sooner or later, he would get so far in the dark that he would not be able to come back to the light. That's what's happening to the person, to the people who make their money torturing and tormenting us. They're getting so far back into the dark that if they don't shake themselves, if God doesn't send mercy their way like a flood or a tsunami or a tornado, they may never see the light again. And that's our cause for prayer. But the scripture says that Jesus gave the Syrophoenician woman no reply, not even a word. Have you ever asked God for something and it seemed that he was ignoring you? We don't know why Jesus did not answer this woman, but we do know that he knew that this was not the end of the discussion. This Canaanite woman seems to be being beaten first by Jesus and then by the disciples who told Jesus to send her away. But now Jesus has refused her for the second time. Now if that were you or me, what would you do? Would you leave in anger or mutter under your breath something toward the men that would make you feel better? You've been embarrassed in front of the whole town. You know bad news travel quicker in any society. Would you give it one more try or would you just start looking for another source of healing for your child? Three times the requests were made and three times Jesus refused. But after one last try, the mother's faith reached Jesus. Notice I said the mother's faith reached Jesus and he answered her request. Now I didn't get it wrong. Twice Jesus denied the woman. Once Jesus denied the disciples when they gave him a request about sending the woman away. Now there are three lessons that can be learned from this woman today who would not give up on Jesus. She decided to give it one more try. The first lesson we want to understand is that a problem can't stop you. A problem caused this mother to overcome her fears and perhaps her own prejudices. When we learn that there is a sickness in our bodies, do we go home, sit down, and wait for the inevitable? No. We go to the promise keeper and we ask for favor. We go to the healer as did Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the prophet that who God sent a word to and the word that he was uh, sent was to tell him to prepare to die. However, we remembered the story that, of what Hezekiah did. It says Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he sought God about living longer. So, so Hezekiah, we are told, did not accept this as the end of the matter. What if he hadn't said anything else to God about it? 
What if he just gone and sat down in the chair, got up and went to bed. The next morning he'd get up, have his meal, sit down in the chair, go to bed, get up the next morning until those two weeks were over. No. Hezekiah sought God. And Hezekiah, seeking of the Lord, got him the message that he was being given 15 more years. All because Hezekiah dared to give God a chance to say yes. And he gave it one more try. The second thing, lesson that we can learn from the Seraphonician woman is persistence. We are not left without examples of how to stand in faith and what will happen if we do. The widow who kept going to the unjust judge wanted justice against her neighbors. And I want you to know, y'all, that's something that keeps me going. That's something that keeps me writing letters and calling people and doing research. It's because the woman did not stop going to the unjust just judge the unjust judge we're going to unjust people too but the heart of the king was in god's hand and so was the heart of the judge and she didn't know which time that she went would receive she would receive the answer that she asked for neither did the seraphonician woman but she kept going back to jesus so the widow kept going to the unjust judge. And the Bible tells us that one day the judge granted her request. But it was because of her persistence that her request was granted. So if you've heard, whether you've heard no or nothing at all, I encourage you to keep asking. Give it one more try and another try and another try. I don't know how many of you were uh, raised in countries or where you had wood stoves or fireplaces. I was. And we had to take in the wood and the coal. And I actually had to split logs, y'all. Believe it or not, I know how to split a log with an axe. Some of those logs would be stubborn in splitting. We pull back with the axe, hit the wood. It would go in there. We'd have to sometimes work it out, work the axe head out, put it back on the, over our shoulders again, slam the wood again as hard as we could. But we kept at it until the wood split. We'd have to give it try after try after try after try. But finally, the wood would split. It would give in to our will. That's what you have to remember when you walk upon your hard places, when you encounter the problems in your life. You have to remember there has to be, first of all, persistence when you walk upon the problem. And when you will not give up, we then inherit the provision. Now, I want to tell you the story about the mill barrel and i know you all have heard about it you'll remember the story of elijah who ran off from jezebel who was about to kill him now elijah was in good standing with god because he was always trying to obey god and obeying god would cause the problem in his life because it would get the king and the queen riled up 
Once they were riled up, they wouldn't decide they wanted to get rid of that prophet. And Elijah would run. So this time Elijah ran down by the water brook. And God had mercy on him. And he would send a raven to give him food. And I was just so appalled, y'all. Because I listened to a sermon once and the pastor said, do you realize God was sending a buzzard to give him food? I thought, oh, me. But God sent a raven to give Elijah food. And he allowed Elijah to sit down by the water brook until he decided, until God decided that Elijah had rested long enough. When God decided Elijah had rested long enough, he sent him out again. He says, Elijah, I want you to now go to the widow woman's house. He said, I have prepared her to receive you. When he, Elijah got to the widow woman's house, it looked like Elijah had gone from bad to worse. Not only did God send him away from the raw water brook that had dried up and he stopped sending the raven, now she's at a woman's house who has a son and not hardly anything to eat. When she he gets there, she tells him, I only have a little bit of meal left. It's just enough for me to make a pound cake of bread to feed myself and my son, and then we're going to die. Now, that was her faith in what that meal could do for her. But Elijah, God had sent the prophet man to tell her what power was coming to her house. And that power, because of the power coming, she could expect to live. So Elijah said, well, I'll tell you what, give me the bread first. And then he, I'm sure he made her the promise that God would provide that old provision. She did as was instructed. And the Bible tells us that until the famine was over, her meal barrel never ran out. Her oil jar never went dry. It was because she dared to believe the prophet that the provision had come through the power of God and it showed up. So we have to have faith, first of all, to believe that we can take our problem to the Lord. Once we've taken our problem to the Lord, don't think that you, if you did not get an answer, or even if he said no, that the story is over. Because what you saw in today's message was a woman who wasn't even of the tribe of Israel. She wasn't even a part of the family of God. She was not in the beloved. But she managed to change the mind of Jesus. Who told her, I'm not sent to you. I have nothing to give you. But she kept giving it another try. Until Jesus said yes. I have to encourage you as we stand in our own individual situations and circumstances. Some have been going on for a few months, some a few years, some for decades. But the provision is still being made day by day for us to stand on the promise of God. For us to know and to understand that though we have to wait for the answer, and that's what God told Habakkuk. He says, you wait for it, but it will surely come. I have to tell each of you today that the answer is on the way. Perhaps you have never had a child. But I bet you've been a big sister or an aunt or a cousin. If none of these 
Have you been a godmother or a play sister or just a good neighbor who has helped with another mother's child or children? Have you prayed for any of them known or unknown? You may never know what it's like to be desperate for the power, presence, or provision of the Lord on behalf of your own family member. But you can experience the care and concern of any child in this world by making them a prayer concern. This has been a message intended today to help us to be reminded of the loving acts of a mother for her child as we honor our mothers during this holiday weekend. I had an aunt who was closer to me than my own mother, and I was oh so glad when they came out with a greeting card that said, like a mother to me. Because that's exactly what my aunt was. And so during this Mother's Day weekend, I get to warmly remember the love of two mothers, my biological mother and her sister, her biological sister. If the enemy has come between you and your mother, remember that though the Bible says in the last days it will be mother against daughter, it does not have to be you. I'll say that again. The Bible says in the last days it will be mother against daughter, but it does not have to be you. You can make the decision it won't be me against my mother. This evil program of the devil seeks to drive a wedge between you and anyone close to you. Refuse it. If it's not possible for you to visit that loved one on this Mother's Day weekend, remember the good times with fondness and with thanksgiving. From the cross, Jesus remembered his mother. Jesus looked to his cousin John and stated to Mary that John was now her son. He also said to John that Mary is now your mother. The Bible tells us that from that day, John took Jesus' mother into his home. In his dying hour, Jesus, hanging on Calvary's cross to save the world, used some of his last breaths to assign care for his mother. Though Jesus did indeed rise again, his earthly assignment was finished and he wanted to leave his mother in the care of someone he could rely on. Surely Caesar, I looked up today just to see how old she is now because she's been an icon of gospel music ever since I was a little girl. Everyone knows the tone of Shirley Caesar's voice. She sings about her mother in a song entitled, I remember mama in a special way. She said in a special way she remembers her mother. So who was that champion of the cause for your growth into a woman or a man? Think about that. Who championed the cause for you to grow into a woman or into a man? I encourage you, in fact, I implore you today to remember them in a special way. Amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.